Do you tend to be hard on yourself whenever you make mistakes? If you're like most women, chances are you've learned the best way to become a better, perhaps a different version of yourself, is to go all in with willpower and self-control. Well, my friend, this is actually one way that you're making your life harder than it needs to be. And in this podcast episode, I'm going to share the power of self-compassion and how cultivating the skill of self-compassion makes it easier for you to live life and meet your goals. Let's dive in. You're listening to The Thriving Mom Podcast. I'm life and nutrition coach Ime Uguta, and I'm here to help you create the motherhood of your dreams without sacrificing your health and well-being. On this podcast, we dive into mindset, strategy, and skills that will help you stop surviving and start thriving in the beautiful chaos that is motherhood. Are you ready, mama? Let's journey together. Well, hello, Thriving Moms. Welcome to another podcast episode. How are you? Guys, can you believe that we're nine episodes away from 100 episodes? What? <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day and I was like, oh my goodness. I remember when I wanted to start this podcast and I had so much mind drama and all the th- thoughts and all the reasons why it was such a bad idea and I was not qualified for But here we are, episode 91, and I am so proud of myself and the work that I've done and all my incredible guests who have been a part of this podcast from the very beginning and you, my fellow thriving moms who show up every week and listen and participate. I'm so grateful. This is very exciting for me and we're just getting started. So today we're talking about self-compassion and if you're rolling your eyes, totally fine but still listen. (laughs) So before we jump into the episode, I just want to put a preface here and say that self-compassion has been one of the hardest skills that I've had to learn. I am still learning and it's one of the hardest things that I've had to keep doing for myself. And I'll tell you why, because one of the tendencies that I have as a perfectionist is that I set these really high standards for myself. And while this has helped me throughout, you know, growing up and in my career, in clinical research, and more recently, evaluation, I've had to be very careful to make sure that I don't go overboard. And what I mean overboard is I have to set limits and actually constrain myself to know when things are good enough, right? So when I started my food and body image journey, I really had to learn how to look at my standards and what I was expecting myself to do, and how they were serving me or not, and I let go of some of them. I still am working at letting go even a lot more as I grow, and of course as my children grow, and I grow as a parent. And it's not been easy, but I keep practicing and I keep doing it because I'm seeing how it's helping me, I'm seeing how it's helping my clients. So I really wanted us to have a conversation and chat about it. Another thing is that self-compassion is trending right now, and while this is a good thing, I'm all for that, I'm also noticing that many women are falling into what I call pseudo self-compassion. I'll explain what I mean in a moment, but I just wanted to define self-compassion so that we're all on the same page. You know how I am with things like this. So I'm using the definition by Dr. Kristen Neff, which is that self-compassion means you are kind and understanding when you have a difficult time, when you fail, or you notice something you don't like about yourself. And she talks about self-compassion having three components, First, which is self-kindness instead of judgment. This is just accepting the reality that you can't be perfect and you offer yourself warmth and gentleness in any tough or challenging situation. 
The second component is common humanity rather than isolation. Understanding that suffering is a part of a shared human experience and you're not alone in what you're going through. This is so powerful when it comes to food and body image healing. And finally, my favorite, which is mindfulness, right? Just acknowledging how you're feeling, how you're experiencing, but not letting it define you. So powerful. So sounds pretty simple, right? You just be kind, know that other people are going through the same thing and be mindful. Instead, what I see a lot of people do, especially you mums, you use self-compassion like thought patterns to avoid the real work of seeing yourself as you really are, choosing to love all of you and creating your life with your whole being and not just the parts you like. I have another podcast episode coming up in the fall that's going to talk about when you have parts of you that you don't like because this was a huge lesson for me too. When you do that, I call this pseudo self-compassion and I'll explain. One of the skills that I help my clients create is having self-trust and having their own back. And while this sounds very simple, it's really not if you're not willing to jump in and get a little messy. And I think this is where a lot of us get tripped up because messy is that when we think about our future and what we want for ourselves, many of my clients often think that their future selves don't have to deal with the same negative thought patterns or the mess from their past. So then they, when they start getting breakthroughs and then they notice that some of the, you know, the past thought patterns start popping up or past behaviors start showing up, it frustrates them a lot. And this is normal. What is happening should be happening. So then our work in our one-on-one coaching relationship then becomes how do we learn to forgive ourselves for past mistakes, where that needs to happen? How do we lovingly honor where we are in this moment? And how do we move forward so that we can create the future that we desire? And I think this is where that skill of processing emotions comes in very powerfully. If you don't know how to process emotions yet, I talk about this in episodes 52 and 69. So you go and listen to those podcast episodes and then come coach with me and let me help you harness the power of your emotions. All of this to say, if you're ignoring some pretty fundamental but difficult truths about yourself because you're worried, you're probably afraid of being unkind or hating yourself. So then you focus on pseudo self-compassion. You're not really showing true self-compassion and you might get away with it for a while, but eventually it's going to catch up because the future where you plan to be, the future you is made up of all of you, made up of who you are today, who you were 10 years ago, who you were when you were a child. You're bringing all of you into the future. I always tell my clients this, you're going into the future and you're taking all of you with you. And the better you're here working and healing and doing this work, the lighter your load and the more space and capacity you're going to have to handle all of you that's going to be between today (laughs) and your future self. So I'm going to say self-compassion can feel uncomfortable, but in this episode, I'm going to teach you how you can think differently about self-compassion so that you start to create that safety for it to happen more often and become your default skill. Okay. So many of us have our inner critic or mean girl voice that developed in childhood. Many of you might be thinking, she's terrible, but I want you to see her as a personal bodyguard. As children, many of us may have experienced, you know, body shaming, food insecurity, whether it was restriction by choice or not, or some form of abuse or situations where we term 
trauma. And your inner critic developed in response to those experiences to make sure that you never experience those types again. The feelings, that experience, the, the negative emotions that occurred at that time. So your inner critic, in a way, is there to protect you. So she might say mean things because she's trying to protect you from failing and then you don't get embarrassed or feel ashamed. She might want to help you fit in so that you get accepted and loved and not rejected. Or she might keep you from trying new things because, again, she's trying to prevent you from failing or not feeling good enough. So for I'll give an example for me, my inner mean girl tends to push me for perfection because there's this internalized belief that it'll help me to feel safe, loved, and accepted. I've accepted that I'm a perfectionist. I'm never, ever going to get over it. That's just a part of who I am. But I'm also learning to work with the perfectionism to find a good harmony for when I might want to use perfectionism to my advantage and when I just need to tell my inner girl to chill out. And this is what I mean by taking all of you. I'm not going to pull the part of perfection that helps me do a great job, that helps me get work done quickly and efficiently, and then leave the part <laughs> that makes me procrastinate. If you're a perfectionist, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm bringing all of her with me. So you can see that if you want to practice self-compassion, you cannot silence or bypass the inner critic or your mean girl voice. You must connect and learn from her because she is a part of you and she has deep desires to be seen, to feel heard, to feel love and acceptance. And while she may be keeping you stuck and holding you in a cycle of maybe negative patterns or confusion or stress, there's so much you can learn from her. And the only way you can do that is to accept her and learn to be with her. <laughs> Sounds crazy, right? And this is what makes self-compassion so powerful. It allows you to acknowledge, accept, and honor your human nature. Right? Remember, one of the components of self-compassion is that human nature. This is where you get to do that. You also get to nurture yourself and grow from a place of deep acceptance and love rather than lack or not feeling enough. Self-compassion has been very helpful to me and my clients, especially when it comes to our overall sense of well-being and just being able to learn new things and grow. And guess what? When you have those benefits, you then have less stress. You have more resilience. Your ability to trust yourself increases because you know you always have your back no matter what. Even when it feels like you failed, which is always a learning opportunity, you don't feel terrible. You don't say mean and unkind things to yourself. You also learn to tap into the wisdom of this mean girl or inner critic, especially when she's trying to protect you. So then you can learn what the problem is and you can create safety now for her and as you continue your journey towards your goal. So let's tie this up with a bow and bring it home. I'm going to use an example very common with healing your relationship with food and your body. And I remember one of my clients who used to be very hard on herself. She gave herself permission to eat previously forbidden foods. For her, I think it was just stuff that was bought from the store. And hers was cookies or something. I can't remember. There have been so many. And sometimes I mix it up with my own history too. But I remember this client, she gave herself permission to eat the store-baked cookies. And she got really frustrated at her own inner food police, who was judging her for eating what she didn't make from scratch. So, of course, this was an opportunity for us to explore. She started by giving herself room and letting her inner critic have that space. The more she did that, 
the more she felt safe exploring what the root cause was. And then she learned that it was this deeply held belief that she was only valuable if she spent effort and energy to make food from scratch. Sound familiar? (laughs) This is something she learned from childhood from watching her mom who was a stay-at-home mom. So she then had to decide, if I'm a working mom, I've got children, I've got a spouse, we both work outside the home, does it make sense for me to want to make food from scratch every day? So this is where I talk about learning and from that wisdom of your inner critic and being able to move forward because now she could go back and tell her inner critic, these are my circumstances now, I'm not willing to do that anymore. And for her, it was easy to come from that angle to start breaking down that deeply held belief that she was only valuable if she spent her effort and energy to make food from scratch. I'm sure you can relate to this. So now that we've talked about all of that, you know I'm not going to leave you without homework. So I'll give you a simple process to get started with cultivating the skill of self-compassion. So first, you want to just start by noticing when your inner critic shows up. Maybe you make a mistake or you forget to do something and she shows up. Just notice what happens. Don't try to fix the situation. Don't try to think through it. Just notice, oh, I'm thinking this again. I'm saying this to myself again. Hmm, interesting. That's it. Next, get curious. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know that curiosity is one of my favorite tools. Ask yourself powerful questions like, I wonder why I'm saying this or thinking this way. Look past the surface level thoughts that come to you. Oh, you're crazy or you're lazy. No, no, no. That's okay. We know those thoughts will always come, but go deeper. Why is she there? Why is this protection important to you right now? So another way to see this is that your inner critic must have a good reason for what's happening. So try to explore the real reason behind, you know, the fear, the judgment, the comparison, the guilt, the shame or criticism. So first notice, next get curious. Three, you want to acknowledge how challenging the experience is for you. This is part of normalizing the human experience, that there will also be pain and suffering. Notice the feelings that you're having and just let them be. You can go back to past episodes to listen in on how to process and hold space for those negative emotions. The link will be in the show notes. And the last thing, just make one small decision to treat yourself with kindness in that moment. Simple. Don't try to make plans for tomorrow or next time to see how you're going to act. Just do it in that moment. And I know it sounds very silly, but it's so important and powerful because guess what? The three steps you already did, they're different from how you would typically handle this situation. And that's huge. This way, you're creating safety first before taking action. So I want you to remember that this podcast episode is all about helping you cultivate the skill. And I always take an inside out approach when it comes to any skill development. That is what creates lasting change. So do the steps, rinse and repeat. Just give it time. There's no rush. In a few months, you'll notice how much easier it is for you to have self-compassion. And then you're going to remember this moment and smile because I bet you right now you're thinking that it can't be this simple. There's no way it can be as simple as I've made it sound. But I promise you, it is that simple. And if your brain is breaking right now, come coach with me one-on-one. I offer a free sales consult for women who are ready to let go of food and body image rules, who are ready to say yes to themselves and create life 
on their term. During that call, you're going to tell me what's happening, your goals, and I'll help you see what's standing in the way and how I can help you. So go to oliveandbliss.ca forward slash coaching to learn more. All right, mamas, I love you so much. And I can't wait to hear all the breakthroughs that you experience from this episode. Have a beautiful week ahead. And as always, keep thriving. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, you've got to check out my free food freedom guide because it gives you practical steps you can take to let go of dieting, stop obsessing about food, and eat in a way that you enjoy. Get your food freedom guide at oliveandbliss.ca slash food freedom. And if you'd like to learn more about me, and how I can support you to make peace with food and your body, then head on over to oliveandbliss.ca. I'm always rooting for you, my friend. Until next time, keep thriving.